Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News, February 24th, Wednesday, 2021. Stand up for your country. So uh, this big dog and pony show uh, on Capitol Hill, uh, testifying in front of some House committees about trying to censor Fox News, Newsmax, uh, One America. uh, You know, uh, let's get them out of here because we'd be a much stronger country if we only had liberal TV networks, right? That would be really, really good. So that was the hearing. Nothing will come of this. But there is a plan. There is a reason why this is happening. So I got Bernie Goldberg warming up in a bullpen now. He's going to come on in. I'll walk you through it. It's, a, it's an important story. And here, here's the setup. So um, basically, the, uh, there are two liberal members, both California Congress people, who are driving this let's cancel Fox News. Let me get their names here. I don't have, yes. Anna Eshoo and Jerry McInerney. We told you about them yesterday. All right, so they uh, succeeded in getting a House subcommittee on communications and technology uh, to hear uh, these uh, complaints against uh, the conservative media. And then the Energy and Commerce Committee, they joined. So there are a lot of them in this hearing. The first soundbite I'm going to play for you is the chairman of the Communications Technology, Congressman Mike Doyle. Go. In the midst of this pandemic, we also saw the rise of the Stop the Steal movement, fomented by former President Trump and propagated by members of the media that sought to dispute the outcome of our elections and overturn our democratic process. As we all know, this led directly to the horrific events of January 6th. So what? So he's reading it off the paper that one of his assistants wrote for him. So what? We all know that. Why are you wasting our time? They're wasting our time because they're basically going to pin the controversy over the election and the insurrection at the Capitol on the conservative media. So they tried to pin it on Donald Trump and impeachment. We'll get to that in a moment. Um, but and that didn't work. Now they're going to try to pin it on the conservative television outlets. That's what that was all about. And so because they did that, because they disrupted uh, our electoral process, and that led to the violence at the Capitol. You got to get them out of here. They have to go off the air, okay? The second soundbite is a Republican congressperson who's very upset by all this. Go. In all my time on this committee, there's never been a more obvious direct attack on the First Amendment, despite what has been said. I want to be very clear. Condemning the January 6th attack and upholding truth and facts, it's a shared bipartisan goal. Unfortunately, that's not what this hearing is about. If the majority was really interested in a meaningful dialogue, you wouldn't schedule a hyper-partisan hearing to shame and blame. You wouldn't be sending letters pressuring private companies to block conservative media outlets. I'm not only disappointed in this hearing, I'm deeply troubled by it. And so am I. Number one, it's a waste of taxpayers' money. This is just, you know, why are you doing this? You have no chance for the government uh, to take any action against 
any news network. That's not going to happen. So why are they doing it? I'll get there. I'll get there. But I have to play you one more soundbite. This is by a woman named Soledad O'Brien, used to work at CNN, a very committed liberal woman. But she did uh, criticize uh, NBC News and CNN today uh, for all of the uh, phony business in the Russian collusion stuff. You remember that. Of course, everybody remembers that. It happened for three years. We didn't hear any uh, threats against CNN and NBC News that the big corporations should hurt them for that bogus coverage. Do you hear that? No. So Ms. O'Brien uh, pointed that out, but still her sentiments lie with the progressives. Go. I think that you should not be allowed, uh, and this should be through the news organization, should not want people to be on the air if they are, in fact, lying and they are liars. Okay, so who decides that? Who decides if they're liars or lying? You remember uh, Al Franken? He wrote a book, Lying Liars or something. In that book, he said that I was not born and raised in Levittown, Long Island. He said it flat out. O'Reilly's a liar. He wasn't born there. And then I had to produce uh, the deed to my parents' home, which I did. And clearly said Levittown. So I'm only telling you that, number one, because Al Frank is the lowest form of humanity. Don't get lower than him. And number two, and I wanted to remind everybody about that. And number two, that, okay, you could call anybody a liar. You, you can do that all day long. Oh, uh, you like the Kansas City Chiefs? You thought they were going to win the Super Bowl? You're a liar. They lost. So, uh, Ms. O'Brien, who are you? Are you going to be the arbitrator of who's a liar and who isn't? I hearken back. I love that. To Barney Frank. Remember Barney? Okay, on, on the O'Reilly Factor when he lied right in front of you. I had a videotape. He basically said the federal government wasn't responsible for the bogus loans coming out of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. And then when I said, of course they were responsible, he goes, I didn't say that. I, I said, what? Here's the tape. And it was, you know, Google it. O'Reilly Barney Frank. Google it. Now, I had him back on after that. I didn't ban him. He obviously wasn't telling you the truth. I scolded him, you know in a very loud way. But who's the arbitrary? Oh, no, you shouldn't put liars on. I mean, I don't want to be flipping about this, but if you're going to have a truth serum, you're not going to have any television news. Lying is pervasive. Spinning, no spin zone. Reason, no spin news. I have that moniker. All right, so that was uh, what happened today on Capitol Hill. It didn't get anybody anywhere. It won't. So uh, what is really going on? Okay. So the California congressman, Eshoo and McInerney, sent letters to AT&T, Verizon, Roku, Amazon, Apple, Comcast, Charter Communications, Dish, Cox, Altice, Alphabet, and Hulu. And on those letters, uh, they said, you should not carry Fox News, Newsmax, and One America. Dump them. And if that happened, okay, then you wouldn't have those networks because they don't broadcast like NBC, ABC, and CBS does over the public airways. They broadcast through private companies, okay, that take them and put them on cable systems. It's a whole different thing. So the far left, the progressives saying, we're going to strangle. We tried the boycotts. It has worked. We've targeted people. 
like Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, uh, we target them, hurt them. Cowardly corporations now won't advertise. We've done that, but we still haven't gotten them off the air because there are traditional conservative people who are going to watch them no matter what we do, no matter how many sponsor boycotts there are. They're still going to do that. They're still going to watch. But now we're going to go. We're going to get where they live. We're going to get Verizon and all these people to dump them, take them right off because they're liars and they led to uh, they lied about the pandemic and they lied about this and the election and the, the uh, yeah, on and on and on. OK, that's the end game. Will they succeed? No, they won't succeed this time, this time, but to coming back. Now, I have told you and told you and told you I had to experience this every day of my life when I worked for Fox. I mean, George Soros pumped tens of millions of dollars into operations like Media Matters designed to cripple and hurt me. All right. Every single day. Talk about lying. My God. So we got through it, except when the management changed over there and then it got too intense. But that was fine. All right. I'm much better off running my own news operation, but I'm sure Somewhere, sometime, somebody's going to try to cancel me somehow. That's why I've got five lawyers. Okay? And they're good. So when you come into my zone now to attack, you're going to pay a price. And that costs a lot of money. But we're able to do it. We have to do it. It's a war. It's a war. Okay? For the hearts and minds, I don't think there's a lot of heart in it, of the American people. It's a propaganda war. And that is what we are seeing played out. So um, when you see all of this happen, no, it's designed to shut down opposing speech. The progressive left, the far left, does not want to hear anything that goes against their orthodoxy. And they want to punish people who do it. Don't see that on the right. You don't see people on Newsmax calling for CNN to shut down. At least I haven't seen it. Maybe there's loons everywhere. Maybe they've done it, but I haven't seen it. Okay? All coming from one precinct here. Note that. All right. Joining us now from North Carolina, the purveyor of the very successful website, BernardGoldberg.com. All kinds of fun stuff, interesting stuff going on there. We'll talk a little bit about that at the end of the interview. So in my assessment of what's happening with the censorship and the attacks on right-wing media, am I misstating anything in your opinion, Bernie? I feel very uncomfortable, Bill. I have to be honest with you. I agreed with everything you said, and that makes me feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> no. Uh, okay, let me, make, let me make several points. First, I have a friend, a very smart guy who back in the 60s, was a anti-war liberal, uh, anti-war liberal activist. Over the years, he became a conservative. A few years ago, he said to me, if the left ever is in a position to take control, they will try to shut down free speech. I wasn't buying it. He's right. It turns out he's absolutely right. Because if the liberals on this committee had their way, if they thought they can get away with it, which 
As you said, they can't. But if they thought they can get away with it, they would try to shut down any kind of opinions that they disagreed with. That's point number one. Point number two, the purpose of this hearing ostensibly was to come out against misinformation, disinformation, lies that pose as facts. Hey, I'm against that also. You're against that also. But the problem is that too many liberals think that the only disinformation that's worth talking about is coming from conservative media. Oh, there's plenty of disinformation coming from CNN and MSNBC, but they don't want to talk about that. Adam Schiff, a member of the same Congress that held this hearing today, Adam Schiff disseminates false information all the time, but that doesn't seem to bother them. Okay, that's point number two, that they think it's only a conservative problem. And my final point, Bill, they want to talk about information that poses, that presents itself as fact, but it's really either lies or disinformation. But it'll take them 10 seconds before they go from supposedly factual information to opinion that they don't like, that they'll try to shut down. It's one thing to say, I don't want somebody on the air to say the earth is flat because it isn't flat. That's a fact. I'm, I'm all for that. But when it gets into opinion, as you, as you rightly asked, who's going to be the judge of what opinion is false and what opinion is acceptable? That's the problem. Well, vibrant uh, debate is the mark of a democracy, of a country that respects uh, opposing points of view. We're not a country that respects opposing points of view anymore. We're not. That's right. Um, right. and, And on both sides. On both sides. So the game now is to to run the other side down. All right. Totally down. All right. So I'll give you an example. So I'm talking to Sean Hannity on his radio program today and we're talking about Joe Biden. And and, uh, there's a clip of Mr. Biden yesterday. um, Not able. He's he's not able to get out that 500,000 Americans have died from COVID. Can't get it out. Just can't say it for whatever reason, all right? And so the discussion was about cognitive decline on the part of the president. So it was a very interesting discussion. Um, There weren't any facts presented because we're not doctors. I mean, we can't go in and say uh, Joe Biden has X, Y, and Z. What we can say is that this is what is happening. That's a fact. Okay, so whether you like Joe Biden or not, that's a discussion that's worth having because he's the leader of the country. Now, the other side would shut that discussion off. You, would, you couldn't have it because you're lying about Joe Biden. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm raising questions about Joe Biden as I raise questions about Donald Trump in certain areas. I'm not saying anything because I don't know. I'm not a physician. But they would shut that down. And I don't, I don't think people understand But the big threat here are the corporations, Bernie. So you saw the boycott stuff. You saw big corporations pulling ads just on accusations, allegations, nothing solid. We don't like them. uh, So you pull your ad or else. And they did. And now they're trying the same tactic on the cable carriers. You better pull them off 
you don't pull them off, we're going to hurt you. That's what's going on here. They're cowards. Corporate America has become an institution composed largely of cowards. They don't want to, they don't want to question whether, uh, they don't want to debate. They don't want a healthy debate. They don't want two sides of a discussion. They have taken sides and the side they've taken is the, excuse, the woke, woke left wing side of arguments. So if you say that America is a fundamentally, irredeemably racist country, you won't get in any trouble with any corporation no. in America. But no. if you go on and say, I don't buy that argument. Are there racists in a country of 330 million people? Yes, there are. And I, don't, I would prefer that there be none. But yeah, there are some racists and it's a bad thing. But America is not a fundamentally racist country. You might get fired for that. As a matter of fact, let me give you a real life example. Uh, a play-by-play -play announcer for the Sacramento Kings uh, basketball team in the NBA was asked what he thinks of Black Lives Matter in a tweet. He tweeted back, and this is a verbatim tweet, all lives matter. That's what he said. All lives matter. And he lost his job 10 seconds after he did that. Okay? He was gone. That's a problem. That's you a bet. problem. And it, already, and, it, it, and it should be the media that speaks out against what's going on. But the media all too often is paving the way. Yeah, they're canceled. participating in the censorship. Look, if you allow Silicon Valley, and there has to be new laws uh, drawn up by Congress and signed, signed by a president to regulate uh, the censorship coming out of uh, Facebook and, and all of these others, Twitter, there have to be because they have special protections. Those companies are given special protections by the federal government. So you can't sue them directly for certain things. Um, but if you allow that to happen, so that they can knock out anybody who's using social media to get a point across. That's not open to them. Then they knock out uh, television and radio because if you give an opinion that I don't think masks uh, stop a transmission of COVID, you, that opinion I believe is wrong. But if you do it, you're done, out, okay? So that you can't have any discussion about anything like that. Then we then descend into totalitarianism. And that's the only way socialism can be imposed. The only right. way socialism can come is not through a free society, but a totalitarian society. The, look, we all know about free speech and people often misuse the term. The only people who cannot let you say certain things, even if they're false things, is the government. That's free. That's that's a violation of free speech. But there's something else known as the spirit of free speech. So while the government can't shut you down for saying things it, the government disagrees with, even if they're false things, the government can't shut you down. But if Silicon Valley decides to shut you down, that's a violation of the spirit of free speech. You know what? It may not be illegal. As a matter of fact, it's not illegal as of today, but it's wrong. And when powerful institutions where millions and millions of people get their news, I mean, they're not getting their news from the CBS Evening News the way they used to when we worked there, Bill.
Now they're getting it from Facebook, you know, and Twitter. Well, if those powerful institutions can shut down free speech, the spirit of free speech, That's and if right. they're doing it, and if they're doing it in conjunction with one political party, the Democratic Party, that's tantamount to the government shutting down free speech. It's not yep. the same, but it's cl pretty close to the same. Okay, so you and I, we run our own operations and we are selling freedom of speech, freedom of expression, freedom of thought. That's what Goldberg and O'Reilly sell. Okay, now I do it uh, through the No Spin News that you're watching and listening to right now. I also do it through syndicated radio, uh, through writing and, and things like that. You, uh, Bernie Goldberg, have BernardGoldberg.com. It's your operation. How difficult is it for you to make a go of it? That's a very interesting question, Bill. That's very interesting. Because in the, in the current state of media, and, and you made a very important point a few seconds ago when you said it isn't about debate anymore. It's about putting down the other side. That's what cable news has become, for instance, just putting down the other side. I don't do that on my website. I put down the other side when I firmly believe the other side is wrong. But when I believe that my side is wrong, I also write about that. So... If anybody is looking for a place to go where they're only going to get their own opinions validated, where nobody's going to say, I think you're wrong about this, and here's why, don't waste your time coming to BernardGoldberg.com. I don't want you to waste your time. My website says, and as your show does, this is what I think. It is only my opinion. It's, it's an educated opinion in that I've been a newsman more years than I care to announce to the whole world. But it's only my opinion. Sometimes my opinion is something you will agree with, but sometimes it's something you will disagree with. I will never, ever pander to my audience. I have too much respect for the people who come to my website. Yeah. I will never pander to them. And, for you, and you have too much respect for yourself. Uh, and that's the way I look at it. Um, so. Anyway, I wanted people to uh, go to BernardGoldberg.com, check it out. Um, don't mind if Bernie's a little obnoxious. That's just the way he was born. It's not his fault. Um, but he is charming in his own way, and you'll see that. It comes through um, uh, on the website. <laughs> so thanks for taking the time to talk with us. We really appreciate it, Bernie. Once, once again, I feel uncomfortable today because <laughs> I, know. I think it made a lot of sense. All right. We'll see you soon, I hope. Everything is expensive these days. You know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. 
So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Um, President Biden, the aforementioned, signed an executive order uh, today, and the order means absolutely nothing. It says that federal agencies are to conduct reviews of supply chains for critical goods. What are the critical goods? Semiconductors, pharmaceuticals, critical minerals, such as critical minerals, whatever they are, and large capacity batteries. So this is the executive order. And it doesn't mean anything. All they're supposed to do is review it. So I, I'm, I thought there was going to be something going on. No. Um, did you know that Joe Biden got $22 million from folks um, for his transition from private citizen to president? Uh, $22 million. Uh, by comparison, um, let's see. By comparison, I had this number. Donald Trump got $4.7 million, and Barack Obama got about $2 million. Okay? So $22 million, that's a lot of money. Where did that go? And George Soros gave him a lot of money, not directly to Biden, but to Biden things. And then following movie stars gave him money, DiCaprio, Jennifer Aniston, Robert De Niro, Sharon Stone, Jeffrey Katzenberg, big producer for DreamWorks, Seth MacFarlane, a TV guy, and on and on and on and on. But where, where did all this money go? So we, you know, we wanted to know. It's $22 million. It's a lot of money. So here's where it went. Um, $17 million of the 22 uh, payroll. Wow. You're working with Joe Biden. That's a lot of jack. Payroll on a transition team? $5 million on travel. But Joe doesn't go anywhere. Goes to Delaware. Five million on travel? It didn't go anywhere. <laughs> now, I, you might want to sign an executive order of uh, President Biden to look into your own transition. Black Lives Matter, they got a lot of money. I told you, I broke this story three months ago. So they've got $90 million last year. $90 million. Amazon, Microsoft. Airbnb, DoorDash, and on and on and on and on, pumping money into the Black Lives Matter Global Foundation. The Associated Press finally figured this out after we reported three uh, months ago. And now there's a little controversy. So the Black Lives Matter trio, it's run by three communist women, there they are, they told the AP, well, we we gave out $22 million in grants. Okay, we gave out $22 million in grants to local affiliates of Black Lives Matter or something. All right? But we have more than $60 million left. Wow. So some Black Lives Matter organizations, and I'll give you the specific ones. Um, let's see. Chapters in... Washington, Philadelphia, Chicago, and others, they're going, where's all the money? We're not, we're not getting the money. And groups in Oklahoma City, San Diego, Hudson Valley, New York, 
they're mad. They're mad now because they don't have any money. They're not getting money from Black Lives Matter. I think the, the Philly, New York, and Chicago, they got some money. Okay. Now, we did an investigation. You may remember we found out that a lot of the money is going to friends and family of the three ladies who run the Black Lives Matter Global Foundation, Alicia Garza, Patrice Colors, and Opal Tometi. So it's a big, like, family. Remember that song by Sister Sledge, We Are Family? I got, I got all my sisters in me. I got 90 million in me. That's where it's going. Thought you'd like to know an update on that. Associated Press, three months after us. There you go. Mitt Romney. He was asked what happens if Donald Trump runs for president in 2024. Roll it. Will, will President Trump continue to play a role in my party? I'm sure he will. He, he has by far the largest voice and a big impact in my party. I don't know about his family members, whether they intend to do that. But, but I expect he will continue playing a role. I don't know if he'll run in 2024 or not. But if he does, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure he will win the nomination. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, because it's too far out. We'll have to see how the country... Um, we have to see what happens in this country before we can make any predictions about who's going to run. Maricopa County, that's Phoenix, uh, they did an independent audit. They hired two firms independently to look at their vote in Maricopa County because, as you know, Arizona very close. Uh, President Trump thought that he won the state, but the state went for Biden. So the auditors found, they came back yesterday with their report, that the county used certified equipment, okay, that no malicious hardware was found on the voting machines, so there was no machine malfunction. Machines were not connected to the internet in any way. Machines were programmed to tabulate ballots accurately. That is the audit done in Maricopa County. Illinois becomes the first state to end total cash bail. Now, uh, Andrew Cuomo did it here in New York, but there are exceptions, not in Illinois, no cash bail. Now here is, and this is just stunning. So stay with me here. The governor of Illinois is a man named J.B. Pritzker, okay? He's the worst governor, I think, in U.S. history, not serving now, in U.S. history. All right, he has presided over a state and the city of Chicago where 3,234 people have been murdered in five years, 90% of them African-American, okay? 3,234 murdered, shot to death on the streets of Chicago. Now he's eliminating cash bail for people arrested for carrying illegal firearms on the streets of Chicago. So if the police pull you over and you've got a Glock and you don't have a license and they arrest you, they don't hold you for bail. Okay? So there comes a point you people in Cook County and that Chicago and Illinois, where it's your fault. You vote for Pritzker. I know you didn't, probably, but you got to spread the word. And African-Americans in Illinois and Chicago, I mean, this is, they're not protecting you. They're making it easy to kill you. Easy to kill you. So the statement by Pritzker, the legislation marks a substantial step toward dismantling the systemic racism that plagues our communities. You know what systemic racism is, Governor? Systemic racism is you, you, 
allowing the murders of thousands of African-Americans, allowing it, doing nothing to stop it. That's systemic racism. Okay, January 6th, the uh, attack on the Capitol, it is now coordinated, okay? So the former head of the Capitol Police, Stephen Sun, fired by Nancy Pelosi, okay, fired. He said this, little tape. Did you get that FBI intelligence report? So I uh, addressed that right when we started. The United States Capitol Police Department did get that report. I was just advised of that in the last 24 hours. That report made it from the Joint Terrorism Task Force over to our Intelligence Bureau, over to an, a uh, sergeant there, and uh, uh, ceased moving forward at that point. Uh, no leadership, myself included, over at Capitol Police was made aware of that at the, at the time of the event. Okay, so you gotta fire the guy. So you had a report comes in from the FBI on January 5th saying it's going to be a coordinated attack on the Capitol with violence. And the head of the Capitol Police doesn't see it. Okay. But the other interesting part of this story is that the FBI knew that this attack was planned and so-called coordinated. If you remember the impeachment, was Donald Trump incited the attack. Remember that? Well, now the evidence says that's not true. We had to go all through it. So what about the politicians who voted to humiliate President Trump? And now they know that it was all phony, that he couldn't have incited the attack because it was all coordinated in advance, according to the FBI. China taunting Texas. Headline in a Chinese newspaper, frozen Texas pandemic shows U.S. capitalist failures. China mocking the USA because our fossil fuel industry is being dismantled and the alternative energy, wind and solar primarily, isn't enough to supply Americans during an emergency. China knows it and is mocking us for doing it. As I reported yesterday, China has built three times as many coal plants in the last couple of years than the whole world combined. So they're not going to have any problem with alternative energy because they're not doing it. COVID down 20% worldwide last week. Last 14 days, USA down 37%. I get my second vaccination tomorrow. Just keeping you up to speed here. So if I come in as a werewolf, you'll know why. Maryland teachers, uh, not going back to work. Nope. They get a little car parade in protest. Teachers going, no, 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 no. Even though COVID cases are going down, even though CDC says there's no danger uh, to teachers from students because the students don't get COVID very much, we're not going back. Not going back. Nope. Can't make us. Of course, they could make them, but they won't. Now, where's Joe Biden on this? Where is he on the uh, teachers' unions? Where? He's not going to go up against them. Why? Because the teachers' union pump billions with a B dollars into the Democratic Party over the years. They're not going to do it. No way. California is going to send $600 stimulus checks to undocumented aliens. All right, that was approved two days ago. California lawmakers 
approved $470 million in stimulus checks, and undocumented aliens going to get them. California owes $573 billion. <laughs> Cancel culture. Ben Franklin out in Tacoma, Washington. A park named after Benjamin Franklin, founding father, uh, is going to be renamed after Rosa Franklin, Washington State's first African-American woman. Now, they say, we're not doing this because Ben Franklin did anything bad. We just want to honor a woman of color. Well, do it another way. You don't have to cancel Ben Franklin. Give uh, Miss Rosa Franklin another honor. Tacoma. Great. Um, I'm going to do the why black people don't ski tomorrow because I'm, I'm getting up against it. I got a good mail segment. Final thought. This day in history, February 24th, 1991, Gulf War ground offensive began uh, 30 years ago. Uh, President Bush, the elder and 39 countries threw Saddam Hussein out of Kuwait. He had invaded there. All right. And 50,000 Iraqi soldiers were killed. All right. Um, I think U.S. deaths were, do I have that number? 382. 382 U.S. deaths. Saddam. Now, right after the Iraqis surrendered and ran back to uh, Iraq on the so-called highway of death, I went over to report for Inside Edition. And I was standing on the highway of death and there were burned out tanks and what. We could have annihilated the entire Iraqi army. There's nowhere to hide in that desert. One road from Kuwait back to Baghdad. One road. Bush the Elder didn't do it because the Saudis didn't want it. That led to another war. That was 30 years ago today. All right, quick break. Back with Mel and a final thought. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Let's go to the mail. Frank and Peggy, we are actually stunned the progressive overreach is so prominent. Wouldn't Americans wake up? They should have known this. 2020 was pretty awful. Yeah, but now it's really getting out of control. The progressives have the power, and Joe Biden is, you know, cooperating with them. The overreach is going to hurt him. You wait and see. Norman, I'm Bill. I think there are millions who are now regretting voting for President Biden. I don't think so. Not yet. Gas up 50 cents a gallon here in Long Island. Be up a buck, a buck and a quarter by summer. They might start regretting it then. We'll see. David Valencia, Miami, Florida, left has done an outstanding job marketing Republicans as racist. When you create the villain, you can most certainly create the hero. Very good. That's what propaganda is. Demonizing and saying, we're the noble people. Paul Butko, Sarasota, Florida. The answer to your question, Bill, why do people continue to vote for people who hurt them? I believe it's because they continue to believe all the promises they are given. You know, I mean, if African-Americans don't see what's happening in Chicago and Brooklyn and the Bronx and poor neighborhoods, I, don't, I just don't know what to say. You can see it. 
Dana Munson, Lacey Washington, you asked why do blacks keep voting for Democrats? Based on my experience, when you have little and need every dime you can get, you take from the people willing to give. Okay, but at what cost? Pardon the pun. Chantal Leffler, El Cajon, California. The reason liberal politicians get reelected every year is because, even though they are hurting people, is because they are not blamed personally. But come on, de Blasio, and now they're really going after Cuomo here in New York. It's incredible. I mean, I, this guy's not going to survive. Rod Tadros, Garden City, New York. Doesn't a weak economy play into the Democrat narrative of social injustice? Yeah, but people aren't going to buy that when they're hurting. Working Americans aren't going to buy that. Jeffrey Cater, Medford, Massachusetts. Can you explain, Bill, why attempting to remove conservative news networks from cable providers isn't a violation of the First Amendment? Because they're private companies. They want the private companies to do it, and private company, they don't have the same restrictions that governments do. Michael Peluso, Massapequa Park, New York, all on Long Island. I think we are beyond standing up for our country. It's more like we need to fight for our country by displaying stand up for your country gear and merchandise. You are fighting for your country. You're sending a message that you're not ashamed of America and you don't want to see it dismantled. That's why we have this. Dennis Herman, Lincoln, Nebraska. Keep up the great work, Bill. You have many supporters out there and we appreciate your honest and accurate reporting. I appreciate that note, Mike. Michael Small, Binghamton, New York, bought my first Bill O'Reilly book, Culture Warrior, a long time ago. Since then, my wife and I have purchased all the killing books and the coffee mugs. May 4th, Killing the Mob. Pre-order it on BillOReilly.com. 50% off Killing Crazy Horse. All right, when writing to us, do not be a barber monger. One word, barber monger. Back in a moment with the final thought. Okay, so final thought of the day. Um, I was trying to get some information about this country this morning on television news. Foolish me. Tiger Woods, top to bottom. Tiger Woods. Now, I hope Mr. Woods is okay. I'm sorry he got in that automobile accident. I know nothing about it. Neither do the people reporting on television. We don't know why it happened. We don't know anything. Um, He's had a lot of physical problems. It has hurt his golf game. This can't help. So you could speculate, I guess, but I, I, it was literally everywhere, and they spent 20, 30 minutes on Tiger Woods getting in an automobile accident. Why? Because they don't know what to do. And it's boring. It's boring. I told you, cable news and network news is going to collapse this year. It's already happening. CNN's down 37% from January to February. Colbert at night. He's lost a million viewers. He only had three million. He's lost a million. Trump is gone. They don't know what to do. Again, we hope Tiger Woods is, gets better fast. I can't believe it was that much coverage. We'll see you tomorrow.